Hello, Chillinoy. Coming at you with another episode today, and I think today's episode is going to be very exciting because we're talking about what's coming next to Chillinoy. Um, today, I'm joined by Akili. Akili, welcome to the Chillinoy podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, really, really happy that we could get you on and, and such short notice. I know that you are probably really busy right now, so thank you for setting aside your time. Um, Akili, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience of the Chillinoy podcast, please. Yeah, for sure. My name is Akili uh, Parnell. I am uh, a cannabis industry attorney, entrepreneur, um, just won a craft row license, dispensary license. Um, I work for uh, e-commerce delivery uh, company called Lantern, um, which uh, it's basically a cannabis version of Drizzly, which is like an alcohol delivery company. And so I just oh. started working for them too. So nice. I have like two day jobs now, which is one to like get our new, you know, business off the ground, our cultivation facility and our uh, dispensary. And then also uh, work for Lantern and like uh, manage their incubator programs, their equity partnerships and all that stuff, trying to get other, you know, people from disproportionately impacted uh, areas in the, in the business. So. Yeah, that's me. Very cool. Well, hey, right off the bat, congratulations. Hey, man, thank you, man. That's like, uh, it was crazy when I found out that, you know, we won. You know, I worked really hard on the cultivation application and like did pretty much all of that or most of it. And, um, you know, kind of thought that we had a good shot, but, you know, it's just one thing to think that maybe you have a good shot and it's another thing to win. And when you find yeah. out, it's like, it's like a dream come true, you know, um, for anybody that's like, you know, been a fan of the plan and just been like, you know, been a smoker, just, you know, just having to use all these terms, you know, been a smoker for, you know, however many years and just love the plan yep. to be able to like do it professionally and like create your own brand and all that shit. It's just crazy. So Hell yeah, man. Yeah. and then Hell yeah. uh, when we won a, um, a dispensary license, well, you know, we were eligible to win. We won, you know, we were selected out of the lottery, you know, like officially a winner until like you get the award and all that shit. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, when I found out that we had won that, that was actually probably a bigger, that was a way bigger surprise because we, like, the odds were not in our favor. Like, we had only submitted, like, three, you know, we submitted one application with, like, three licenses. I was on a couple mm -hmm. other teams, but they pretty much all just, like, only had a few lottery balls. And so, like, out of the thousands or whatever number of, like, lottery balls that were out there, like, for us to win one of those was just crazy, so... Yeah. So how did you how did you find out if you don't mind me asking? Like, did you get a phone call? Did you look at the report like everybody else did and just like, holy crap, my name's on it? Or like, how did you figure that out? Yeah. So um, for Craft Grow, you know, I knew that you know the awards were coming out the day they were coming out, and yeah, you know, I've kind of been watching my email, and then I just got an email and it was like, hey, you know, notice of award or no or eligibility for award or whatever it said. I think uh, I think it said notice of award. And yeah, I just started screaming. Actually, I was in the middle of a call at work like <laughs> on Zoom and like checking my emails while like talking on Zoom. And then I got the, the notice and like, I was just like, oh, like, can I, can I curse on here? I don't know if I, I, I uh, Fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck okay, yeah. Cool, cool, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> I curse a lot sometimes. Uh, All I'm good. Not. But um, so uh, yeah, so I was like on the Zoom call at work and we were talking about some stuff and then I saw it and I like, I like just went on mute and like turned my video off and started screaming. <laughs> and then I came back 
And then I was just like, hey, I'm sorry, I got to stop for a minute. Like, I just, <laughs> I just want a craft row license in Illinois. And then the, the dude was like, I was like, oh, crap. Like, really? I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, let's, can we end the call? Yeah, um, it's like productivity for that hour is going out the window. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Got nothing done, seriously, for like the rest of the day, probably. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then the next one for the dispensary license, I mean, I wasn't even going to pay attention to it because I was just like, the odds are just not there. Like, we're probably mm -hmm. not going to win, even though, you know, we had like perfect score and all that stuff. But, um, and then like the list came out and one of my friends texted me the list. I had like this group chat um, with a bunch of folks in there that are in the cannabis industry. We call ourselves like the Avengers. It's kind of <laughs> corny, but it's like the name that we came up with. Um, and I would reveal who's in it, but I don't know if they want me to. So it's all good. <laughs> um, and so I texted the chat and then I like opened it up and I was looking through the list and I like did not expect to see our name on there at all. I was like, let me see what kind of bullshit this is going to be. And then I was just like going down and then like one of my entity names was on there and I was just like, this is incredible. This is nuts. And so mm -hmm. and I like, you know, started screaming and like turning on music and dancing around and stuff. So I was going to ask, how do you even like you got to celebrate at least for a little bit right and then it's oh, like yeah. all right now we gotta hell yeah yeah so no, that... no. sorry good oh no i'm i'm sorry i think uh our zoom might be lagging or whatever but uh yeah i imagine the first thing you did was just celebrated <laughs> yeah 100 percent. i mean it was just like all right i gotta go buy champagne now like one i like turn on music and stuff and you know mm -hmm start calling folks call my sister call my parents and like texting my friends and stuff like that and then like you got to celebrate so i had to like celebrate the first night and i ended up like actually was traveling like i had a vacation sort of a vacation plan um for the craft girl win anyway and so mm -hmm. i like went to miami because that's where my, i was going down to visit some friends and so celebrated and then i was like recovered from that celebration and then it was like the next week or uh week after that or whatever then we won the dispensary license and had to celebrate again and then got to recover. <laughs> and then it's like, it's just like this feeling of like excitement, but then also just like stress and like all the stuff. Cause then it's like, Oh shit, this is real. Like you think, start thinking about all the stuff you got to do. Yeah. How much it's going to take. And then still having a job and just starting a new job and like balancing all that stuff. And it's just like, man, I got to cut out a lot of stuff in, in my life right now, but um, it's all good. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, um so uh oh hey i see your yeah. face over here yeah. folks folks uh we're we're on a video video chat right now you're lucky you can't see my face people would be horrified like oh my god that's what his face looks like oh, no i'm joking <laughs> um but uh yeah cool um so what what's next like uh i imagine there's a lot of things next that's a hard question to answer but uh yeah, what what is next? How do you how do you move forward? I th there are still some lotteries. Or do you have your name in for any more lotteries? Yeah, I mean, we still got you know lottery balls. You know, with the team that won, because basically the same team that won the craft pro and the dispensary was also like a lot of, uh, I guess I'll call it luck or mm -hmm. you know coincidence in that. Um, there's some other teams that I was on too, and so there's still like a few lottery balls in there um you know so we're looking forward to it but actually actually no i'm sorry i take that back so we did have lottery balls in the first two with other teams and then this team is also veteran owned it's 51 percent veteran owned social gotcha. equity and so we'll be in the next lottery too nice uh, 75 so again the odds aren't super great so i'm not 
I will not be like refreshing my email and like checking IDFPR's website constantly and stuff. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's possible. Yeah, and I feel like the odds are even lower now that you like not that this is actually how it works, but this is just how my brain works. <laughs> Since you've won the first two, now the odds are even lower that luck's going to be in your favor. Right. Um, but knock right. on wood, that's not the case, right? Knock on wood. So, yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, uh, so craft grow license and dispensary license. Mm-hmm. Um, approximately where will your dispensary be do you know that even yet or is that yeah no i actually don't know where the dispensary is going to be yet i mean like 99 percent chance in the city of chicago um, okay that's that's what i was looking for like region wise yeah okay yeah cool. region wise we won in the city of chicago in the chicago bls region which right incredible something only applied to but um it's the only one it's the only place i wanted to be um, so super happy about that. But as far as like what neighborhood and stuff, I mean, we're looking at a lot of different options. I mean, I want it to be, you know, in a cool neighborhood. I want it to be a cool space. Um, you know, we're not going to spend like a trillion dollars on it and stuff, but, you know, we want it to like, you know, be like, you know, new and like sort of chic, but also like comfortable and stuff like that, sure. and like not intimidating and stuff, even for like new consumers um and want to be accessible so we got to figure out that piece and there's like a huge community engagement piece to like you know our business model and what we do and like that's yeah. just you know that's something that i mean that's one of the big reasons that i even got into the industry in the first place is like the love of the plant but then also the history of the war on drugs and so uh, we want to be at least in reach of folks that have been impacted impacted by it too yeah well that's huge man especially the the bit you mentioned about making the process not intimidating it's so unfortunate that the the process of purchasing cannabis legally in Illinois is intimidating for so many folks when, you know, it's supposed to be that, that you came from the back alley and now that you're in the store, you should feel comfortable, right? Because it's legal and you're on camera and, you know, everything else that comes with convenience stores, right? It's the convenience. But people find that, that dispensaries nowadays um, aren't... Uh, you know kind of a friendly environment doesn't have the night the right vibe i mean when you compare it to a a dispensary like colorado where the staff a dispensary like you'll find in colorado rather um where staff will just chat with you it's not like get in get out you know like just strict business a lot so that's good to hear that that you kind of have that in mind to bring to this market yeah hell yeah i mean i would love to bring that colorado vibe like the first regulated like you know real dispensary that i went to was in colorado i think it was native roots mm-hmm. um whatever but um yeah no i mean it was just like i when i was like a kid in a candy store and i want people to have that same <laughs> sort of feeling you know when they come into our store and definitely want gotta have like welcoming bud tenders and stuff in there but like ones that also aren't just in there to like flex their knowledge sometimes if like you go to like you know places and they're just talking about like all this like scientific shit and especially when i first like you know i've been like you know getting most of my weed like you know from the unregulated market you know and bought weed too many times in like little back alleys and shit and it was mm-hmm. <laughs> don't miss, i don't miss those you know and then you know eventually you get somebody that you know you like and trust and come over and stuff like that you go see them or whatever but um, we want it to have that like friendly feel and stuff like that we just meet people where they are on their cannabis journey and you know it's not about being douchey and snobby about it but we certainly want like people in there that love the plant and know it and like connoisseurs and stuff like that to help guide people on their journey so um so yeah that's what we're gonna have um and we're still fleshing out what all that's gonna look like and stuff well um you know i want to commend you for a moment 
um, because you, you're not – well, let me ask you this question before I come into you. Did you say it's like in the bag you got those – you do have those two licenses? You're not waiting on like anything else with those two? Um, so, I mean, yeah. So the, the craft row license, I mean, we won that. We paid the fee. Like, okay, we cool. Number, like that's – right. We got that one. I'm not worried about that going away or anything like that. Um, with the dispensary license, I mean, we haven't officially been awarded it. We were selected in the lottery. Gotcha. That's what it was. That's yeah. that's what I wasn't. I'm gonna, folks, for listening. I'm gonna have uh, our friends from GrownIn.com and uh, Tom Shuba from Chicago Sun Times to do a a roundup, if you will, of this month. Uh, so stay tuned, folks. There's just a lot of things going on, and I feel like I would be doing you a disservice if I tried to to do like on the spot coverage on some of this stuff because I'm no I'm by no means an expert. Much rather have the experts to come on to talk about this process. But thank you for clearing that bit up because because yeah, it's hard to to keep track of everything that's that's going on with this. So, but I wanted to commend you um, because. <laughs> You're not. You've got the license in hand, right? You got the number, which is that's cool to hear. That's really fucking cool to hear, because that's like, like I say, that's kind of what I think of when I say in the bag. Um, I want to commend you because you've already taken more steps than most cultivators in the state of Illinois uh, to connect with the community by just coming on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, man, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, that's been my thing. I mean, I joined the industry, uh, you know, the formal industry in 2018. Um, I initially joined as an attorney at GTI, it was like Green Thumb Industries, like in-house mm-hmm. counsel, doing like deals and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I got in the industry, you know, I just jumped in because I was like, let me get in the industry any way I can. Like I was an attorney, I was doing like M&A deals and stuff and they needed that kind of attorney. So I just jumped in and then it's just like totally just got immersed into like the culture and, um, you know, the, the basically like the sort of Illinois, Chicago, you know, cannabis community and uh that's always what it's been about for me even above it wasn't never just about like the business of cannabis it was always about like the community of like cannabis folks and then the social justice aspect were always like the driving forces and so that's always been a part of like how i engage in the industry Mm -hmm. and you know even when i was you know doing you know business stuff at dti and trying to learn the industry and all that stuff the regulated industry you know i joined chicago normal and that was like the first organization that i joined that was like a cannabis organization and that's like where i like started to like build my like family of like cannabis friends and stuff like that who are also like doing like working in the industry or also working in advocacy pushing us towards legalization towards equity um or whatever and then got involved with the cannabis equity illinois coalition um, and, you know, doing advocacy work and really for the past like year and, and like eight months, um, I've been doing primarily just like policy and advocacy work on social equity in the industry. Um, and so for, to come it, for it all to come full circle to like be on the MSO side, want to do more to advance social equity, start doing that, you know, see some like really huge accomplishments. And when we drafted like the first community benefits agreement, in the industry, we saw it implemented at the West Loop, Nature's Care in West Loop, um, where staff is like, you know, 90% POC now, and they, you know, they're committed to reinvestment and all that stuff to do that, to help work on HB 1443, which is the bill that just passed, create the two additional lotteries, and then win a license, win two licenses, like everything just really came full circle. It's like an incredible journey, so. Hell yeah, man. Well, congrats again. I, I'm really, I'm just so happy for you, and I'm 
thankful that that you again are willing to come on the show. I don't think this is by any means the last time that we speak. Um, you know, of course, I want to have you back on or connect with you again in the future when you guys get you know the the building set up, the seeds in the ground, and whatever you know you want to say. Uh, yeah, I would love to have you back on in the future to hear about what what we can expect uh, to be coming to the Chilinoy cannabis market. Um, I guess just to close the show out with some uh, discussion, um, let me think of how I want to ask this question. Um, now, I realize that you're just a license holder. It's not like, I mean, well, I, I don't mean to say you're just a license holder. You were just describing you were in Chicago Normal and doing advocacy and everything else. So so maybe this question isn't as far out of the ballpark as I thought it was going to be when I when I first started asking it and before you explained your your efforts right um the question is what sort of improvements do you think uh we could or should see in the illinois cannabis market and i realize that's a really open-ended question but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um i mean there's a ton there's a ton of things that i would change i mean i think people need to be able to see you know the bud that they're buying maybe not the actual like you know eighth or nug or whatever um but get an expectation yeah get a sense of like you know what this batch looks like like at least one uh, from that batch should be like on display like in colorado um i think people should be able to smell it um i mean eventually this gets this is out all day it's not going to smell the same but we we, some flexibility on that um delivery we need to delivery should happen real soon Mm -hmm. um you know tons of other states massachusetts michigan colorado new jersey new york are all going to allow adult use delivery yeah that should be something we should have social consumption needs to be expanded beyond just dispensaries and smoke shops right now you can't do social consumption um even if you're a city like even within the city the city can only allow social consumption at um dispensaries and smoke shops and to be like classified as a smoke shop you have to do like 80 percent. i think it's 80 percent of your revenue from the sale of like tobacco and like (laughs) paraphernalia so it's not like the greatest business model so i want to see that change on the social equity piece you know we've refined that i think the application process i would like to see it move away from what we you know sort of just saw to something more accessible so that you don't have like these industry consultants out here charging people 100k for like shitty applications which you know you saw a lot of that um these last two rounds um, and it's more focused on like, you know, can you just run a business? Like, I don't, I'm not saying I want to get away from the limited license thing. There's like pros and cons to like making it so that anybody can get a license as opposed to there only being so many licenses, especially in the early days. Like, I think there's a lot of arguments for both sides from an equity perspective, from a business perspective, but, um, certainly needs to be more accessible without these high paid consultants, especially on the dispensary side, like it's a retail store. And um, I would like to see some of the other regulations sort of, you know, relax. Um, uh, you know, security is a big issue, but like nobody wants to go to a dispensary and have to go through like 15 man traps and like <laughs> yeah. have to like, you know, stop. yeah, about like, you know, huge police officers with like flag jackets on and stuff like that shouldn't be the case. I remember I went to Planet 13 in Vegas. I'm sort of pivoting, but like, yeah, they had like special ops, like huge meathead yeah. police, like everywhere. And I was just like, where am I? You know? Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't feel like that. So stuff like that I like to see. And um, last thing, 
like New York, where you can smoke a joint anywhere you can smoke a cigarette, you should be able to do that in Chicago, in Illinois. Yeah. So that's another thing that I want to see. Yeah. Um, I don't think Chicago got the memo that you can't do that because I'll be honest, when I go to Chicago, there are people, I'm just joking. <laughs> but no, no joke. I, I swear, every time I go to Chicago, there's always somebody sparking up on the side of the road. And I'm like, hey, good on you, my friend. Good on you. Hey, hell yeah. Yeah. I just want him to do it in peace. Like That's right. Well, and it's, it's, I mean, you should be able to do it just like you smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. It's really, I mean, they're really is there any difference i mean you're other than what you're smoking like you should you still treat it the same you know be courteous don't be around people be 15 feet away from an exit whatever you know whatever um yeah yeah i i think it's so crazy that basically this state there's a few consumption lounges open i didn't know that about the um how to like yeah be eligible as a tobacco shop that was that's pretty crazy i knew that you could be eligible if you had a smoke shop but i didn't know the 80 percent thing that's that's something that i had not heard about um i'm all over the place though because you had a really you had a lot of really good um ideas yeah i think opening and being able to smell product is would be huge like you say would have to figure out logistically how to make the smell always fresh, you know, so people get a good idea. But that that's something you could work out, like you say. And uh, yeah, um, you know, one idea that I can't remember. Oh, you know what? I think it was uh, our friend uh, Nick Stankus. His 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 name. Um, he said he made a really good point about um, like the licensing of dispensary workers. Mm-hmm. It's interesting in Illinois you can get a license to be a bud tender or a wellness advisor or whatever they call it at the store you work at, right? Um, you get a license to serve cannabis legally, basically, at a store. But that's the key. It's at that store. And, uh, you know, we contrast that with getting a license to cut hair in the state of Illinois. And you can work at any store that, that would employ you to cut hair, right? So... Uh, I think that's a I I sometimes I forget that one so I wanted to make sure I said that one because it's you know it's it's something that you don't really think about until you're in the industry and you're stuck at a place basically you know what I mean um, yeah there's a, there's a lot of things that that could improve and I'm just glad that 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 we are thinking of that that we aren't becoming complacent with uh, with the new added legality um, we're we're constantly thinking of how uh, ways to improve it ways to make it more diverse and inclusive um and i think that's that says a lot um i wanted to just because it's been a topic on our podcast lately and and you know i just want to hear your ideas because frankly i i'm not an economist i don't know how these things work right but i felt like the limited license approach that we've taken was again speaking from an uninformed perspective too limited and maybe that's just being blunt, but do you think that, or it sounded like what you're saying is there's room for a limited market, but maybe we could have done it a little differently. And that's yeah, kind of where I sit too, by the way. I mean, yeah, for sure. So from the consumer's perspective, a limited license market generally is not a good thing. So I'll yeah. say that. So like for the consumer is like, it's better to have tons of competition. I think in general, um, although maybe there's an argument for it still, but you know, tons of competition or at least tons of licenses. And then the best folks sort of like, you know, at the end of the day, 
you know, they win, other folks get shaken out. Um, from a wealth building perspective, it's better to have a limited license market because then the license is intrinsically valuable. Whereas if it's like anybody can get it, there's no like intrinsic value to um, the license, uh, no economic value, no you know, intrinsic economic value to the license. Um, but when there's only like 10 or 20, you can ensure that at least whoever gets them can at least make some money. And there's a certain amount of competitive advantage you have where, you know, like we're in the market we're in now, you can only go to so many places. And so it's not great for the consumer because then the prices are kind of high and everything else. But for the business, it's like, you know, we can almost not go out of business because you can only go so many places that you got to come here. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I was thinking there. And then one thing I did want to point out on the social consumption piece too, is that you can't, even if you got a social consumption permit, you can't smoke in them unless um, it's a standalone building. So a place could have a social consumption. A dispensary could have a social consumption. Mm, yeah. And if it's not a standalone building, you still can't smoke in there. And that's like the Illinois smoke free act or whatever. So mm, yeah, another, yeah. another thing to keep in mind, but yeah, I mean, they'll let you like limited license markets. You see, I mean, less limited license markets or like unlimited is like Oklahoma, um, certain parts of California, probably yeah. Oregon and stuff like that. I mean, it's pretty easy to get a license out there. So you see like more product diversity and stuff like that, which is good. And the prices are way lower. Right. Well, but the, the, I guess, yeah, I, I, I think that that's what I, the approach that I'd like to see us take, but I don't know, like, because like you, you're, you're talking about it. I've heard other people talk about, there are problems with that approach. I think one of them is that like, you know, um, there's going to be more compliance issues. Uh, I don't know that that should necessarily stop us. I think that should be just like, Hey, if you can't be compliant, you lost that license. Now it's somebody else's opportunity type of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I don't like I say I don't totally understand um, what are the pros and cons to to each approach, um, but I see I think I see the point you're trying to make with with the value of a limited license market and combined with a social equity approach. Yeah. Now, let's put aside the fact that I think personally, and I'd be happy to expound uh, on this. Uh, I think personally, like Illinois didn't do social equity correctly um, just to just to quickly expound on it i don't know how you would do social equity totally correctly i i don't i'm not gonna sit here and like uh, that's the thing i'm saying they didn't do it correctly i'm not offering a solution so i wanted to just <laughs> i wanted to say that I'm not, I'm not you know i'm not a freaking genius keeping the secret over here but uh i i just feel like um like you say uh, a limited license approach combined with social equity the idea is to create intergenerational wealth for people that were disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I can hang on. I can. I just wanted to say that I can hang on to that logic. You know what I mean? Um, that that makes sense. It's just that too often we don't see it play out that way, you know. But it's yet to be seen in Illinois, so I can't, you know. It's not, I mean, it hasn't, it's not going to play out the same, like the, the medical operators are going to, they, they made way more money and they're going to make more money on, in their exits than the social equity folks are like 99% of the time, unfortunately. I, I got a question for you that you just made me think of. I've been, I heard this from the people at Grown In quite a while ago, and I'm not questioning them. It's just that they got a lot to, to keep track of. And um, I've just not seen this anywhere else. Do you know? Your craft cannabis, is it going to be adult use only? 
yeah so my understanding is that it's adult use only but you know they could they could issue some regulations and stuff sure that sure allow you to do medical but you know there's just like a different there's different regulations and approval processes i wanted to bring that up though because people especially medical patients are like have this idea that this is going to change everything for them and i'm like well it may change things definitely but not necessarily in the way that you're thinking because i I mean you're not going to be able to buy craft cannabis first of all at the medical cannabis tax rate that's the key you can buy it just at the adult use tax rate right um but but yeah i I don't know that that'll necessarily benefit like uh, the point would be more product selection for medical patients and technically speaking yes there are but they'd have to pay that adult use tax rate um i kind of i mean i wanted to make go ahead it should be i mean yeah it should be it'll certainly be more products and ideally better products sure even if they're not specifically cultivated for a particular medical condition i mean you could do that if you're a crowd grower you could be like right we want to develop you know medical grade cannabis even if it's not officially you know sure. process sure. that um or packaged that way and so you know it, i think there it there could be that, but again, like you said, with the pricing and stuff like that, the pricing is not going to be there. And I just want to like make a comment too about like the way Illinois did social equity and how they could do it better. I think New York and New Jersey, or well, at least New York, is taking probably the most aggressive or progressive approach to it. Um, but we did a lot of stuff wrong, and you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But um, you know, one especially of things- in twenty twenty one. And especially in 2021. Sorry, that was just the lamest joke I've ever done on this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, um, and like one of the things, like ideally, you know, we wouldn't have had like these proxies, you know, because because I don't want to get all in the weeds on all the leadership. Sure. I'm a lawyer, but like you know, we use these proxies for like the harms of the war on drugs. But we know from like the front, like the framers of it, like whether from the Reagan or the Nixon administration, they had specific people in mind, and it was you know black and brown folks. Um, it was, you know, the left, you know, the anti-war left, like this is like yep. verbatim from their mouth. And so, um, and you just look at the statistics, you know, like it's primarily black folks being arrested for cannabis, um, grossly disproportionately, and then also Latinx folks. And so, you know, in the ideal world, it would have been a sort of like racial equity program, but, you know, you can't use, you know, under the current Supreme Court's rules, right, right, generally can't use racial classifications in that way. And it just boils down to politics. It's not because like, we don't agree with those in any kind of context, or we never used to agree with them. It's just that, you know, to be frank, you know, Republicans won a bunch of elections and appointed Supreme Court justices who don't care about certain things. And the ones who do uh, agree with those are in the minority. And so we just can't do certain things. And so social equity programs have to use these sort of proxies, honestly, for race um, or for harm. And I think, and, you know, DIA status is not a bad one. I think it's a good one. You live, you from that, you're from that area. But the problem is, is like, there's so many people that qualify for social equity applicant status who are not harmed by the war on drugs. They just happen right. to live in the neighborhood. And there's people who have been, you know, terribly harmed by the war on drugs that family members who have you know done time in federal prison for like 10 20 years who don't qualify because maybe they moved out of that neighborhood when they were 18 years old and went to college or something or um moved to another neighborhood because it was safer and they haven't lived there for five of the past 10 years or whatever and now they're not social equity and so it's stuff like that and also the other category of social equity which is like you know you have been arrested or convicted for a minor ultimately a minor cannabis offense like 
you know, that could be George Bush. George Bush got caught, you know, what? Yeah. Tons of DUIs and like cocaine charges and stuff. Like, you know, there's those kind of like social equity avenues where there's other people who've certainly been harmed by the war on drugs in a lot of ways, but maybe never got caught with anything or convicted or their conviction is more serious. You know, if you were really in the underground market, you know, and you got caught with, you know, a pound, that's that's not going to qualify you for social equity. Yeah. It's too much. So yeah. um, stuff like that, that we should have done differently and like really like refine the social equity program. But, you know, we were kind of our program was better than all the other ones for the most part when we did it. So, you know, it's always that that, that way of looking at it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my uh, final thought I, on our approach and just the approach that we're seeing some states take, while I see that, like you said, you just pointed out a lot of pros to the uh, and good logic behind some of um, the way they quantify um, status, I guess. Um, I just think that if we would have taken uh, an approach similar to Oklahoma, that that you might be already having products on the shelf, right? And that um, that we'd see people of color uh, owning and operating businesses in the state of Illinois, which I don't think we do yet. No, I mean, no. yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't. I, uh, our, shout out to our friend uh, Lauren from Cannabis Legalization News. She made this uh, awesome picture that's been shared around Illinois cannabis a lot. You've probably seen it. It's the picture of all the owners. And it's like these walls back here, just white as hell, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So, um, so yeah, shout out to her for putting a a spotlight on that because that's troubling to look at. Um, so yeah, man, well, I wanted to thank you again for coming on the show. I think we had a a pretty good conversation. I didn't want to cut it off though, because I just kind of shared a thought. Did you have any thoughts on what I just said? I just realized I started closing the show. Didn't give you an opportunity to respond to what I said. Oh, no, no, no worries. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, there's been a few pictures like that. Like there was a picture when Chicago first hit the lottery. Um, yeah. That went viral on the internet. Um, I think there was a, a journalist with Vice at the time, I think, Antonia Hilton, who posted that or reposted that when I saw it. Then like this one uh, from Lauren from Cannabis Legalization News. Um, yeah, that's the color of the industry right now. And it's uh, unfortunate. It's like we're in a lot of ways, initially sort of recreated the inequities of the war on drugs, um, whereas like the most privileged folks are the ones that made the most again uh, off of cannabis. But, uh, you know, it's sort of taking a turn for the better. And we're definitely gonna have a lot more diversity and have uh, more folks in the market. Uh, the only exception is really um, Nature's Care and West Loop, which is run by a social equity company, but not owned. So. Oh, still- gotcha. Gotcha. I didn't I didn't know that. That's fun fact for you folks chillinois i didn't i hope you i learned that today so uh cool well um hmm. i thought i just had another quick question pop up but it's gone um we'll have you on <laughs> we'll have you on again akili and uh i'm just really excited to have started this conversation i'm looking forward to continuing this conversation like i say i want to close with this man you're uh, miles ahead a lot of the other, these other cultivators and you don't even have seeds in the ground and that's because you've established this relationship with the community so if, if there's anything you ever want to come on to talk about if you got something excited exciting to talk about or whatever uh, reach out but you'll hear from me I mean I'll, I'll, you'll hear from me again like when I think that that you might be at a place that, that you're ready to talk again but if you're ready to talk before then you just reach out man and we'll get you back on 
Sure, for sure. Um, yeah, we got a lot of really good stuff like in the works. Um, we got some like, I think some cool names uh, potentially supporting a lot of what we're going to do. And uh, we got a new brand that's going to come out. We're not ready to announce it or launch it yet, but I'd uh, love to come back on the show when we do. And talk yes, about uh, yes, yeah. that would be that would be so cool, man. I'd, I'd be willing to help. Uh, you know, you get the brand going and you got social media going. We can plug it so that people can get connected and communicating and fucking facilitate this whole thing, dude. So. Um, super excited to, uh, see, uh, uh, another face joining the, uh, Illinois cannabis industry, especially a friendly face. Now that I, I've talked to you, you're, you're a friendly dude. So, um, yeah, I, I look forward to it. And I, I wanted to give a quick shout out before we go, uh, to Mike Malcolm for connecting me with you. Um, we appreciate Mike so much and, uh, yeah, we, we, we're thankful to to have started this conversation with you, man. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, Mike. Shout out to Mike, man. He's the homie. He's a good guy for sure. Hell yeah. All right, Illinois. Well, uh, we'll see you next time. Um, stay posted on what's to come with Achille. It sounds like there's a lot of exciting things. Um, I'll give you a chance. Any last words, Achille? Oh, man. No, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, super excited. Um, you know, state of Illinois. Don't don't take my licenses away. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, hope you found uh, this show exciting, beneficial and informational. Um, I sure did. So, uh, Achille, enjoy the rest of your Sunday morning and uh, we'll see you next time on the Chillinoy podcast. See you.